0: i <laughs> Everybody and thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns post game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gerald Borgay will be joining us here in just a little bit from the footprint center and we are celebrating tonight because the phoenix suns defeat the brooklyn nets 117 to 112 matt ishbia in the house cam johnson in the house we got ourselves a w
1: there's not enough energy here they won they were (laughs) back baby let's do it
0: let's go how you feeling, Saul?
2: Uh, I'm you feeling
0: need to pre- you need to bring some energy. I'm
2: feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty. No, no, no. Like, listen, like he's going to go over the top. I'm always the calm guy. Yeah, that's true. I thought it was, thought it was fantastic <laughs> tonight. Bullshit. I thought I thought the first quarter or the first half it was vintage Suns basketball, mm-hmm. where they just dominated offensively, dominated defensively, um, and it led into the third quarter. And then they fell apart a little bit in the fourth quarter, but that's to be expected. You don't have your horses with you. They held on, which is all you need. And we move on. It's fantastic. I'm glad we're back in the W column. Look, that was the good ish tonight. You got Matt Ishby in the building. You
1: got Ish Wainwright making the heads up play. This is Suns basketball. It felt like the team that we had seen and grown to love. It was exciting. It was good offensively. It just feels nice to, uh, as I said in the pregame, see that light at the end of the tunnel. It's not over. There'll still be rough times, I think here over the next few weeks until Devin Booker's back and, and everybody's back in the groove of things but this is where you feel a little bit better and you realize things are going to be okay.
0: Yeah, it just oh man, it just feels really nice to get a win. Everything was kind of just looking a little doom and gloom and then our pregame show, we got all this crazy news right <laughs> yeah. before the game started and it just kind of lifted all of that heaviness off of our shoulders we were feeling good. Obviously the Suns were feeling good. Cam Johnson, of course, like from the jump too. that, that was extra special. I feel like, because we came into this game with lowered expectations for Cam, just because he's coming off an injury first game back. Like we have to be a little realistic, right? Comes in within a, within a couple minutes, knocking down threes. Like that was one of the moments where it's like, this, this is special.
2: He, I he, like this. He didn't look like somebody that was second-guessing their knee at all. Like, he no. was playing uh, all out for the 16 to 18 minutes that he was going to get. Played very hard. He hit um, a lot of shots early. And, and that's exactly, you know what? This team need, needed some juice. They needed somebody to give him a spark. And damn it, if Cam Johnson didn't come in and do exactly that, like, you could see the energy was back. Especially once he hit that first three, it was like, a huge sigh of relief i think not only for him but also his teammates mm-hmm. and then they were off and off to the races so uh, listen this is one of the better performances we've seen from the suns in, in quite a while and, and i'm just i'm i'm happy cam's back you know like he's been through a lot in terms of injury he's back he's and he produces in game one hopefully that timeline's a little bit uh quicker than maybe we expected it to be because based off of this performance performance it's hard to keep him down, but yeah. but look, for me, it wasn't just the shooting too. We forget how impactful he
1: can be on the boards too. Mm-hmm. He had six rebounds tonight. He came up big there. He got to the free throw line nine times, which is something the Suns team has struggled on. He came out and helped them in two areas that they've been severely deficient in, and that's a big deal. Even though you know didn't have the greatest night shooting, four of ten, two of six from from three, but did those little things that really helped energize this team
0: yeah i'm just i'm really i was just so pleasantly surprised with how this game kind of went down especially with cam i mean code just sent a super chat thank you code for the super chat it said sweet baby cam foundation money wb <laughs> so like it's just fantastic i'm i'm really happy for cam i'm happy for the sun squad uh finally feeling good about themselves like we had jock pop into the studio yesterday really quick came and told you it feels like they'd been on the road for seven weeks sometimes you just (laughs) need to be back at home they had two days off here in phoenix to be able to just get some good rest and relax for a minute and get their heads on straight and sometimes that's all you need you just need a reset
2: sometimes you just need to sleep on your own pillow
0: yes exactly
2: so sometimes you need a point
1: guard on a 10-day contract to uh, come up big, too. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. As Trevor says, uh, Ishbia, Ishbia better go to every game. Good luck, Charm. Thank you for that super chat, Trevor. All of the things just really worked tonight. Like yes. everything was in alignment tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic game. Fantastic evening. Let's look inside the box. Espo?
1: Well, what's in the box? Apparently not the sounder. Oh, uh, fuck. It's a big win. 117, 112. Oh, what's in the box? Thank you. Thank, thank you, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, it's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box, or Emma's if she keeps keep messing <laughs> this up. 117, 112. Uh, the free throw is a big story tonight. The Suns got to the line 41 times compared to the 25. For the Nets, Suns hit 28. Nets hit 15, and their 25. And the rebounds were uh, were pretty good tonight for the Suns as well, as they finished with a 49-34 advantage on the board. So big 117-112 win for the Suns there. And those two areas are areas, as I said before, when it, you know, with talking about Cam, that this team struggled mightily in during this uh, downward trend and it, it came up big tonight against a Nets team that isn't the biggest, but they they took care of business on the boards and got to the free throw line.
2: No, it was great to see, you know, DA, I thought DA had a pretty good night. I, I th- it, Again, you just <clears> never know what you're going to see in the chat. I think uh, some people were still not satisfied. I thought he played with a lot of effort. I thought he played hard. I thought he played physical, especially when he got opportunities down low. Um, and that led to the rebounds. I mean, he had 14 himself. You know what I mean? So overall, I think I think it's it's it was it was a great overall performance and a, and a great way for them to kind of rebound from this last run of games and 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 really try to exercise some demons physically. Overall, I think they opposed their will against the the Nets, and
1: yeah, it was it was great to see. I appreciate you, Emma. Even though uh, you know it's been a rough one, everybody's telling me to lay off. I appreciate it. Code
0: you, even Emma. sent you some money, Emma. Said Emma appreciation money with the super chat. Well, oh, 1999,
2: Code. too. Somebody really appreciated
0: Thanks, money. Code. We I, appreciate that.
2: I think that was just before Emma was born. So
0: that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um a lot of people are blaming it on Cam and the sons. They just went so hard tonight, brought all the energy, they stole it from our studio.
1: Hold on. Leah trolled us and said the stream just didn't know what winning was like. When
0: you're Coyotes host, (laughs) a team that just set the record for most consecutive losses in franchise history is trolling you. This is true. You
1: know, it's a good night.
0: This is true. Um, I, you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed tonight was just like the rebounding because it's not often we get to talk about how the Suns were able to out rebound their opponent. Like you said, Espo, they're not the biggest team by any means, but still, the fact that we're able to take advantage of the fact that they're not a bigger team and they actually did that tonight is... a rarity. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So that was 49 to 34 in the rebound department. DA had 14 of them by himself. Um, Like, I just love nights when we get to look at the box score and be like, this is what we've been asking for all season long. Well,
1: the one frustrating thing... Uh, it Continues to be this team does not seem to know how to pass to DA in the block in the fourth quarter. That was very problematic. Uh, and mm-hmm. good defense, I'll, I'll give the Nets some credit. Good defense by the Nets, but the Suns just could not seem to get a clean entry pass into DA
2: in that fourth. But what I will say is this though, Mikhail and DA, something we've always clamored for them to do, and I think tonight we kind of saw a small step in that evolution. Is that they were they were the the go-to guys on offense. Very true. Um DA had a clutch jumper at the elbow down the stretch. Mikhail had a clutch jumper down the stretch. Uh neither one of them looked like they were shying away from the moment. Saban Lee was down it, it was in at the end of the game. You could see that the moment was like it was not bigger than him but he, he it's still it, it's a little unnerving to be in that situation at that time games on the line it's a 5 to 7 point game uh he was looking to defer to anybody else right but DA and and, and Mikhail didn't do that they were just they took the ball and they they went with it um that's what i love to see and the, and i think the thing that was the most frustrating was there was a play on the wing where the ball literally got swung to Cam And Cam uh, and Da had perfect post position. I believe that's even uh, it was even against uh, Kyrie down low. And they didn't even they didn't even throw the ball down low. Cam immediately kicked it right back out, and then they ended up forcing up a shot and not getting getting a bucket. I'm like, dude, that's that's the time you go down and try to get your as close to automatic bucket as you possibly can down low against a mismatch. So um, those are things that hopefully they'll correct as they move on. And, uh, you know, and, and DA, I, I didn't think that was really on DA multiple times down the stretch. It looked like DA had position. He had an opportunity to get the ball. But again, post passes just trouble this team. Yeah. Yeah. And I will give Mikhail
1: credit, though. did have nine assists tonight. He was one of the primary distributors. Uh, so good game and trying to get his teammates involved. I just, I don't know if it's a lack of practiced if it's just something that's so foreign in today's game to try to kick a ball down low like that to a big man. But again, that was, that was problematic, but they, they were able to overcome it there at the end.
0: Uh, Joe said, I know it's early, but does this mean DA stays in the Valley after the trade deadline? Joe, your guess is as good as ours at this point
1: or his trade value went up. Either way, it's good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Either way. Uh, we did get a super chat from James. Thank you, James, for your super chat. Uh, they didn't add anything to it, but he also sent us a comment said, love Dario and Ish off the court, but they got to go. <laughs> Aw, James.
2: He Ish goes, was yeah, so clutch, though. Uh, I mean, Ish, I don't know about clutch. In I mean,
0: that one specific that one play, play when he, he fouled.
2: He had a great play that we didn't even get to see, <laughs> if, which is unfortunate. They, like Ish
0: didn't foul... We could be talking about a completely different uh, yeah, ending to this game.
1: Million percent. So yeah, I mean, it was it was heads up, and I don't know that it was discussed either. Because uh, what I loved was uh what was it, Damian Lee, who missed the free throw, yeah. I believe, and Ish looked at him after he made the foul. And I said, "I got you, don't yeah. worry." And it was like, "I'm not letting us, I'm not letting us lose on some crazy, or get, you know, have this game get tied on some crazy three because of this mm-hmm. free throw." We'll. We'll keep this together.
0: Which, I mean, that is something we have seen from the Suns um, semi-consistently, at least fouling while up three. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something they've at least had conversations about because this isn't the first game we've seen them do that in.
1: No, but there wasn't even hesitation. and He fouled uh, Claxton, who's not a a great free-throw shooter at all, which he Mm -hmm. proved even worse when he's trying to miss it on purpose. (laughs) But, uh, you know, so... It was it was extremely heads up in a time where it could have been very easily they could have given up that three.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Tribe in the in the chat said Ish does our dirty work, and listen here is the thing: like we all Ish is not he's on a two way contract, yeah. right? The value of a two way contract to get what you can get from Ish Wainwright is solid. Like I think that's you're getting good value from Ish within that oh, yeah. contract. Now I will say. When it comes to, because somebody else in the chat was like, Ish can go, but D-Wash and D-Lee all the way. Low-key concerned about D-Wash right now, because yeah. Saban Lee seems like he's he will likely get another 10-day contract from the Suns, but you know he wants to at least try and secure a roster spot at the very least the two-way yeah, spot if, there if, if the D-Wash were to get let go.
1: If D-Wash hasn't unpacked from the road trip, he might want to leave the stuff in the suitcase right now. I think there's a I think there's a chance Sabin Lee winds up on that two way and uh and Dwayne may be uh not long for for the roster. I mean, and that's I think it has more to do with what Sabin Lee's been able to do uh in in his time here, the fact that they need a ball handler uh right now. And I I just feel like Monty has more trust in, in Sabin Lee. Like it's something about the way Sabin Lee plays that Monty just is more comfortable with than uh, yeah. than he is with D.
0: Wash.
2: Yeah, I, I'm never going to predict what Monty's going to try and do. Cause it's hard. It's hard to predict what he's going to try and do. You know, he he. This is a great matchup for Saban Lee. He did a great job tonight. Played very solid. Had a couple of nice moments. Um, you wish he could shoot a little bit better than he than he can, especially with the release being so slow. But uh I don't know. I mean, he could be gone after tomorrow. You just never know. Yeah. With the Suns and with Monty Williams. So,
0: I mean, he did say pregame that he really loves Sabin Lee yeah, and right. that he's hopeful he can hang around for a little bit longer. Pending all the money things True. are are good on that end of True, sense.
2: but at the same time, I never heard a coach be like, I can't wait to get rid of this bum after 10 days. Yeah. No, but, anyway.
0: but Monty wouldn't go out of his way to praise him yeah, either. I mean, remember how much he tap danced around
1: talking about Aaron Holiday? Yeah, exactly. But then said, I'd take a dozen Alfred Paytons on my team. <laughs> like, we know when Monty likes a guy, right? Or like, <laughs> uh, I should have played Aaron
2: Holiday more. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: so uh, Saban leading should poorly at all tonight six of 11 two for four from three had those 15 points added in six assists three <laughs> rebounds and an assist only had one turnover so i mean uh, if he it's one night mm-hmm. but if he comes out and i think they if chris paul isn't available on saturday they should start Sabin lee i don't need to see Whatever the I, I don't see, to start the game yeah game. i don't need to see a starting lineup with a shooting guard two small forwards and two centers. Like, I don't need that. Give me a, give me a guy that can handle the ball early in the game. So I'd probably start saving Lee and see, see what happens there. If he puts up another st- stat line like this, to, you know, uh, and shoots well, just manages the offense. I think you got to start thinking about his long term future. Here.
0: And a lot of people in the chat are bringing up the fact that he's not on the scouting report right now. So he does, he's not a target per se for uh, the opponents, but take advantage of that while you can. I mean, shoot, we took advantage of it with campaign for an entire season pretty much until people started realizing what campaign's game was. So why not take advantage of it while you can? Um, But if he's willing to put Saban Lee, to leave Saban Lee out there to close a game, why not open a game with him as well? Yeah. If you trust him enough in those closing minutes, why not trust him to start it?
1: Well, and if he's out there with with guys like, McHale and DA and cam the defense isn't going to focus on him anyways it doesn't matter what the scouting report says they've got their hands full with other guys so he'll still be able to to get some of those drives uh, and whatnot but you know we'll see like to Saul's point Monty changes his mind uh, more than you know, some high schoolers change their underwear. You know, it's a, you know, it's it's a daily thing here with
0: Monty. Yeah. All right, we do have a super chat. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce sure this person's do. name. go? No, the one before it.
2: Sasai Alakon.
0: Alakron. Alar Alarcron. Alarcon. Sasai. I'm really sorry for pronouncing your name probably incorrectly, but thank you for your super chat. We appreciate you being here with us. Said the spacing today with Ayton Bridges and Cam on
1: yeah i think this is a fantastic point it's, it, that's one of the things you really miss uh, without cam johnson out there is mm-hmm. the spacing because even if he only shoots two of six from three you have to be on you have to stay on him i mean he was one of the best three-point shooters last year percentage wise like you have to stay honest on him which opens up other things when they were playing these lineups that we're a poo-poo platter of uh, of what we got to see. You don't have a lot of shooters. You don't have a lot of spacing. There's not a lot of guys that you have to stay up on. Cam Johnson is that guy, and it's going to help out DA. It's going to help out McHale on the driving lanes. All those things become much better with Cam out there shooting.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's basically the same offense, except you have different weapons. And when you have those different weapons and you don't have to worry about, uh, and, and the defense has to worry about spreading all over the court and their rotations have to be on point because it could cost you a three. Um, you know, this is what can happen. They, they have to weaken in other places, and that's exactly what happened tonight. So, yeah, it's it's always great to see the spacing be on point.
0: Also, I feel like it probably took a little bit of the pressure off of uh, Mikel and D.A. to just be the two main scorers. They knew they could probably rely on Cam for a couple buckets at the very least. Um, but I am just... I'm really glad Cam's back. <laughs> like I'm just glad Cam's back. It's been far too long since we have had who like one of our best shooters. One of oh yeah, oh, yeah one of our sure. best shooters yeah. out. Like we've been missing yeah. offense. So having Cam back to be able to create even more offense that we desperately needed, especially without Devin.
2: I, I mean, he's huge. He's our best shooter. Yeah, uh, outside of Devin Booker, like, right. Uh, but he's not. Obviously, there's, you know, there's a difference between shooting and scoring, right? And, yeah. and Cam Johnson's definitely a, a shooter. Um. So yeah, it's definitely. Listen, when this team has its weapons, they're as competitive as anybody. Um. To to be able to do it, so. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm glad he's back too. I I think we can't overlook the mojo factor, right? Mm-hmm. And it sounds
1: cheesy because you hear that talk, but to me. Cam Johnson being out there makes McHale more comfortable, uh, in, in who he is in a lot of ways too. And I think we saw that tonight. He was he was more than McHale. Now defensively, they still have a lot of things to clean up. We saw a lot of a, a lot of flaws in the fourth, even from McHale. But it felt like they had a little bit more that that feel, that rhythm, that groove that they that they get into. And I think a lot of that can can be attributed to how comfortable. Those guys are out there together.
0: Yeah. Um, Eli said, round of lemonade for everyone. Yep, let's just keep going. The one thing I was surprised about was that Monty actually pushed what – he didn't tell anybody pregame like Gerald and the rest of the reporters there what his minute number was looking like for Cam tonight, but the broadcast did say Monty told them he was hoping to be around 18 minutes. Mm -hmm. He pulled him at exactly 18 minutes, but then – the Nets were basically like toying around, trying to make a comeback, and so Monty put Cam Johnson back in. He finished with just on un- just over twenty two minutes yeah. of action tonight. So not too bad as far yeah. as the minutes go in his first game back.
1: For sure. Well, it's all about tomorrow how he feels too, though. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're gonna see how how he is tomorrow. You know, if there's any residual effect from playing the minutes. So we'll see. And then they got back to back. Saturday, Sunday. So that's going to be really interesting to see how they handle his minutes because if he is on a minutes restriction, you got to imagine you can't push him too hard in in Saturday's game because you got Sunday or you're not going to be able to use him much on Sunday Mm -hmm. if there is a true minutes restriction.
0: I mean, I wonder if they would even consider sitting him for one of the games just to be double safe but that would be kind of disappointing (laughs) Well, it's
2: not only disappointing but like why you know like either he's either he's healthy he's ready to go or he's not like they said
0: campaign was healthy and ready to go we got him for what a quarter and a half and now he's missed another he
2: stubbed his foot like x amount of games it doesn't listen we we know right now with cam johnson that like we could hold him out for the next fucking two months and that next game back he could injure himself like Injuries are just part of the game. Like we have to get around it and we can't be afraid to use our tools cuz we're afraid to hurt them. Like we got to just go. No, I mean you got to
1: as long as there's no swelling, there's no signs of of anything in terms of after he plays, I agree. You go out there, but I don't want to run him 35 on Saturday and then be like, "Hey, I'm gonna push you to 30 35 on Sunday." Uh, just out of precaution. Like I, I'd well, still like some, some, uh, you know, uh, approach where you're not pushing too hard too early.
2: Well, I mean, I assume that the, the minute restriction was going to last longer than just one game anyway. So you know, <laughs> it didn't I mean, even last one game. I mean, twenty two is not minutes. crazy egregious to go from no. 18 to 22. And listen, these guys, these guys want to play like minute restrictions are stupid to me. Like you you're either ready to go or you're not like, I get the only difference is is like, can you get your wind up in a game? Because game game speed is different than practice speed, and everybody knows that, right? So that might have taken a little bit out of him. But outside of like, you know, I, I just think it's funny. You're like, well, we're only going to play him sixteen minutes. Well, fuck, is he not healthy or is he? If he is, then why why are you limiting it? Well, like, if the team needs him, put him out there, let him run. Like, hell, better so safe than sorry. I, I get I get your point, but this I goes, do too, so but this, you also
0: have to make sure you don't like rush somebody back to extremely. We haven't
2: rushed anybody back all
0: season and this shit keeps happening. No, but like that's <laughs> not true. We have Devin Booker came back early. Devin, the main player in this team, came back early, pushed it. And then now look at where we are. This goes to the, Stan the, the Van... training
2: staff said he was good to go. This goes to the
1: Stan Van Gundy. Devin said from he was r- good to go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Devin said, it's Christmas. I'm playing. I don't exactly. care what you guys say. And it didn't work out, but Stan Van Gundy's tweet uh, this week about how, you know, back in the nineties, it was one trainer yeah. and, and your know, equipment guy that helped out. Maybe you we're lucky enough to have an assistant trainer uh, and he didn't have any of this and guys just played through stuff and injuries didn't seem, you know, as prevalent. Maybe there's something to be said for that. Maybe, uh, you know, babying these guys in load management puts them at more risk. I know that there's science that claims that it doesn't, but there's also years of uh, you know, of, of actual guys playing basketball that, that says otherwise. So, I mean, maybe there is something to it. Maybe yeah. if you're healthy, go out there and play. And if you're tired, we'll take you out, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm paraphrasing this one from the chat, but Code said, Lindsay and Saul look like hug dealers, and Espo looks like their lawyer. Uh, uh, I do well, that
2: word says hug.
0: It it says hug in my head, Um, like the shirt that I wear all the time, the big oversized one that says hug dealer and it has the pug or the cat or whatever on it. Well, if you want a hug from Saul, come on down and hang out with us at Four Peaks this upcoming Wednesday, January 25th. That's right. Our last Wednesdays at Four Peaks at their pub on 8th Street are back in action. And -hmm. the first one up is January 25th. All of our shows are live and in person throughout the day. We're gonna have three dollar beer specials. So come say hi and give Saul a big bear hug. You guys know how much Saul loves hugs. So does that every, make
2: me Saul Goodman? Every in this? every time I get a hug or every time I get a hug, I transfer it over to Lindsay. So we both win.
0: Mm, something like
2: that. Uh, Lindsay gave me a hug yesterday. That's not true. <laughs> I see how it is.
0: Picks look. or it didn't happen. That's all I'm saying. Look. Picks or it didn't happen.
1: Look. As your lawyer, I I just don't think you guys should be, you know, <laughs> as you're looking law- at the office. Hey, if you're our lawyer, we are so fucked. Up.
0: <laughs> we are totally, we are
1: totally screwed. going to jail or oh, whatever no. we do. Yeah. Eli saying, "I'd watch better." Call Aspo.
0: That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah,
1: I would be the world's worst lawyer.
0: I call bullshit, like.
2: Your Honor. Uh, you can't say that, sir.
0: <laughs> he'd be like, he'd Order walk in, he'd bring like a 15 pack of Four Peaks, like Suns Brew, and be like, "Can I offer you uh, a cold beverage?" Your honor, trying to like my bribe case, Your the, honor hey, He would bribe hey. everybody and then it would get us in even more trouble. uh <laughs> Thankfully, Saul and I are not in that business. We are in the business of talking sons basketball. Thankfully, Espo is not our lawyer, should we ever need one. And thankfully, we've got new beer from our friends over at Four Peaks. That's right, two new beers the recreational juice. Dank IPA and staycation, super juicy IPA. So, again, come hang out with us Wednesday, January 25th. You could try the new beers, you could get some beer specials, all the good things. Also, saw you. Finally, hit a bet today yeah. on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I did. You are so close, so close to being in the negative. But before we look at the leaderboard, <laughs> let's go ahead and name our DraftKings. Well, Emma's gone. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was you like, see that our
2: producers? Yes, not there, I know, right?
0: but the, that's the Hold order back. that I was
2: I supposed to go. So the two graphics that we need, you're trying to queue up, and I'm like, we have nobody to pull up the graphics. I know, I but know we had mind.
0: to get in an ad read, so yeah. it's not, it's not my fault. I don't know oh what to my tell gosh. you. <laughs> I was All trying right. to skip well, pr- one.
2: Producer Espo, I think. Producer uh, is, Espo is on behind on the mat. Oh man,
0: what you got, Espo? Can you figure this out? I'm
2: looking.
0: Um. Listen, I just need you guys to understand that it's not our fault. Basically, what ha- happened was the Suns caught, up o- caught us off guard with all of this craziness, and it just, like, we spiraled out of control with excitement, so we weren't on our A-game today like they were. Um, yep.
2: Get out of the way, Espo.
0: Yeah, but Emma's back, so that's a positive.
2: Yeah. She tried to queue up everything the minute you uh,
0: left. Well, you know,
2: hey, look at that.
0: Our draft king, king of the game, the triplets. Yay. We're going to give it to DA. We're going to give it to Mikel Bridges. We're going to give it to Cam Johnson. Uh, combining for 70 points, 15 assists, 22 rebounds. Who would have thought Cam, Cam Johnson was the key? I guess they all just needed their twin and their triplets yeah, back they, out you know, there. They probably felt lonely. Yeah.
2: They, they needed their third leg of the tripod.
0: Exactly. I'm back. You feel better now?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh so shout out to those three guys uh for getting the job done tonight. We're happy to name them our draft king king of the game. <laughs> this is a mess. This is
2: This show um, has been an absolute train fucking wreck.
0: Yes, but thank you guys for hanging and dealing with us. Um so back to our DraftKings bets that you actually hit today. Saul, congratulations Let's go. on that. Pull up the graphic, You baby. are almost in the positive. So what would you take today? What so was your I bet? I took
2: the Suns to win, the money line, and then I took DA over 19.5 points. Oh, DA over 19.5 points. I
0: thought it was Mikhail I thought
2: it was McHale, too.
0: Well, good well, thing DA have. also had over 19.5 points, so you're go. still Doesn't good. Doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> Boom, I got it. I won some money. Let's da go. with twenty four. So yeah. yes, you still
0: have it. you're good. As but you took a swing.
1: Look, look, I uh I happily just uh decided I wanted to reverse jinx uh and and hurt the nets here. So I took nets with a margin of victory and or margin of uh, a lead after the first quarter between thirteen and fifteen points at a plus sixteen hundred. Nowhere near that. So uh you're welcome, sons.
0: Yeah, that was a tough one, to be honest with you. I took DA under uh, 0.5 blocks, also hit on that one. It was not as big of odds as it was originally when we started this game, but it still hit, and that's all that matters.
2: Uh, l- listen, Do- folks, uh, I'm I'm coming back with a vengeance. I'm going to make a run here soon. I will be like the Suns. It did not look er- good for the last month, but I assure you, my shit will get put back together And I will make a run. So also, uh, sometimes I get migraines. So that's why I'm wearing the glasses. It's not because I want to look cool or that I think the shades fucking match my outfit, even though they do. It's because I don't want to squint at the lights. So I'm wearing these.
0: It's okay if you want to look cool, Saul. Nobody's judging you. We'll go with that. Um, Yeah. So that's where we are as far as winning bets. Uh, Saul is now officially almost in the green. He's minus 750. Uh, so that was a solid win for you tonight. I finally reached 100. I'm at 105.62. What did you win tonight? $17 something like that. 16.50 mm. or How do you something. Win
2: like that? that much money. That I doesn't make any sense cuz you're like the clear above and beyond favorite.
1: Like yeah, I'm I'm betting a, a minus 350 and uh, spo at $57 bet $10 $7 on it and I won
2: $145. Like Listen. what the fuck? What? Don't
0: ask me. That's just how it works. Hmm. Blame the DraftKings Sportsbook app.
1: I, yeah, I just, I, I don't care. I think Peter's
0: going to hate. It's rigged. If you guys want to yeah, get in, in on the happen. action right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Sportsbook app, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. If you have not downloaded the app yet, make sure you do that and use the promo code PHNX. New customers can bet five dollars on the NFL divisional round and get two hundred in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, we have a couple more super chats to get to. Super super Uh, chat. First one (laughs) from Vertigo. Thank you so much for your super chat. Said thoughts on DeAndre and tonight, Lindsay. I thought Da played pretty good, especially to start this game. Um, I think he came out with a really good energy. He was, if I recall correctly, 8 of 9 to start this game. Um, I could be off a little bit there, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was to start this game. And he just jumped up to 10 points really quick, too. You were even saying, like, Monty, why are you pulling DA out right now? He's cooking. Just leave him in there. Let him continue to shine and have this moment. Um, unfortunately Monty did pull him like he normally does, but I still think DA had a really decent game. I think maybe he took some of the criticism that he took uh he got on social media today, maybe to heart. Maybe oh, he maybe was shown out from Matt Ishbia. Maybe uh,
1: maybe he was telling Kevin O'Connor you can shove your criticism where the sun don't shine.
0: Whatever you want. Um, whatever it is, let's do it again on Saturday.
2: <sighs> yeah, yeah. I I I just I listen, man. (laughs) You you seem so disheartened by this. Yeah, you sad. You like I don't want to think that this guy. That's what that that's what's gonna have to get him every single time, right? Somebody, some outside chatter all the time, always like like, dude. If you're gonna take things personally, just make the smallest thing a big deal. Become a Michael Jordan and take everything personally. But if you're sitting there waiting for you know God and country to get on the airwaves to to come at you before you finally have any feeling then it's already lost like I don't believe that I just think that for some reason he's into more games than others and I can't figure it out I don't think anybody can figure it out and and I just wish it was consistent because when he does this especially in the first half he looks so damn dominant yeah but then it just fizzles and it goes away so I'm I'm hoping this is the beginning of a trend you I mean, wow, are you guys are losing their minds over there? But you know, guys
1: like this, or people like this, that you you have to manage, and sometimes you have to give the pep talk, right? You gotta—they need something to fuel them, and I—that's just the kind of person Da is. So if he has to find it somewhere, there's plenty of criticism. Read Twitter on a daily basis, Da. If you need something external to fire you up, because you'll definitely find something there. I mean. I don't think this is going to be the norm, but I'm at least happy we saw it tonight and got the win.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take the, a night like this from DA any night, absolutely, and not complain about it. Yeah. I just wish it was more consistent. Me too. If it was more consistent, we would be, the last month and a half would have been a lot more fun. Mm-hmm, I'll just mm-hmm. say that. I'll say that for sure. Okay, a couple more Super Chats. Uh, this one is from Joe. Joe, thank you for your super chat. Said, Saban Lee is the shadow of Brandon Knight. Agree okay. or disagree? Meh. Meh.
1: As long as we don't pay him what they paid Brandon Knight, I'll be
0: all right. I mean, yes. That's yeah. that's a big one. That was Oops. a lot of money. And then we got a super chat from Alec. Alec, thank you for your super chat. Um, I'm guessing the follow-up comment from Alec is what we were going to discuss. Said, Why are we so quick to forget D-Wash's offensive spark? He led us to a win over Memphis. He deserves a spot, in my opinion. Listen, I I don't think that you're... We love D-Wash over here. Like, we think that the potential is there and that should he have land in the right spot where a team and an organization is willing to work through the mistakes that he is inevitably going to make being this young and help develop him, He's going to be a solid guy, a solid role player on a team.
2: Yeah,
0: but it just seems like Monty doesn't want to Doesn't trust him. It, yeah. it seems like Monty doesn't trust him.
2: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of that. I think it's the the performances in the fourth quarter that he did mm-hmm. get an opportunity, and just the the turnovers that he had. Yeah, um, and Monty can't get past it. Um, and also, listen, I, I don't know what other influence um, the assistant coaches have on Monty, um, but there's a rhyme and a reason somehow, some way uh, to what they do. Uh, maybe it's analytics. Maybe it's more than that. I don't know. But uh there's there's a method to their madness that I can't figure out. And on a, in a game like tonight, when you think you have a little bit of opportunity, especially when the Suns are up by 24 yeah. at, at one point, why not give D-Wash some run in those moments? But we're sticking to to the script, whatever that script is, if you're Monty Williams. But he's the kind of guy I wish he had a G League team for, right? Because yeah. you get him some
1: run with that G League team. You get him yeah. familiar with the system you get him comfortable with the system, then maybe he can have a more of an impact when you have, you know, this time where you need guys to step up rather than having to learn on the job, because there were plenty of games. He sat there and he didn't play a damn minute. And I'd much rather have him had those minutes in the G league, but this franchise right now in its current iteration, doesn't believe in that. And maybe that changes with Matt Ishbia, Maybe that's a James Jones thing. I lean towards it's a James Jones thing because he doesn't seem to to think youth and drafting is very important. I mean, uh, so, but that's where I wish Dwayne Washington Jr. had the opportunity because mm-hmm. I think he'd thrive there and he'd be comfortable, and then you could have a, a guy like Monty have a little bit more confidence in him.
0: Yeah. Um, Eldon said, I'd imagine how players look in practice has an impact on who coaches are playing. Totally. Agree completely. But I think you can't compare practice to a game either. And the experience that you get in practice versus a game are also completely different. And the thing is, is when you're down seven dudes that are basically all your top seven dudes, Mm -hmm. like, why not let this guy get some run? Why not experiment a little bit? Let him build up some confidence, work through some pain points and learn. Like, yeah. that's the thing.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like, And also, like, there are guys out there that are just awful in practice and yeah. excellent in games. Like, and I'm not saying D-Wash has been amazing in these games by any stretch of the imagination, but he has proven to be a, a, a piece that you would like to have, especially in a game like tonight when everything was spread out. Like, D-Wash can shoot the rock, especially if he's wide open. It's having Cam on the opposite side and maybe run some actions to try and free them up. Instead of relying on D. Wash to solely be a point guard, could have helped. You know what I mean? So, like, why not use all your your tools to your disposal and, and stop acting like you got the full squad because you don't. You still got like three guys missing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I agree on that. I just I don't know that he's gonna he's not Monty's gonna change. He's I mean, this change. is this is Monty, he's and that's who he is. You I know? feel
2: like I feel like I'm starting to get to a place with Monty Williams that a lot of people have. Yeah, that a lot of people got to like in Denver with with Vance uh Joseph when he was the head coach where he, they were just so set in their waist and they refused to adapt and mm-hmm. modify um and and get out of the bubble or whatever that they're they're trying to go by like sometimes you have to make an adjustment based on where your team is at and who's playing well and stop looking at the damn script yeah like, stop mm-hmm. it you got to move away from that. And money just never does that. He's just, he is who he is, and he is, he's going to be that guy until he leaves. And, yeah, I don't know if I'm necessarily on board with it, but it did work for two years, so I'll just let it go.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Can we take a look at the standings real quick here? I was just looking
2: at this. Something stupid happened?
1: Well, no, it's just, this is how crazy the Western Conference is. The Suns started the day at 12th. They're now 11th but they're game back of sixth and the Utah jazz two games back of fifth and the Dallas Mavericks two and a half games back of third and the Sacramento Kings. They're not, they're, they're not out of the thick of any of this right now. This could yeah. change. Excuse me. It was three and a half games out of, uh, out of the third, but th- this could change on a dime here, they could be in sixth by the end of the weekend. Even I mean, it's not out of, out of imagination. So there's still plenty of reason to be excited about this team. And tonight, I think, is is more proof that, hey, it's more likely going to turn out exciting than it is going to turn out disappointing with lottery balls
0: mm-hmm. right now. Yep. We are hoping to get more out of this team, more guys off the injury report, and some more furniture from our friends over at (laughs) More Furniture. If you guys are in the market for chairs, tables, loungers, recliners, side tables, you name it, our friends over at More Furniture have what you need, whether you're buying for your home or an office space. They also have white glove delivery, which we got here at PHNX. Fantastic service. It literally takes all of the hard work out of buying furniture because They quite literally do the heavy lifting for you. So if you are looking to save big on the best furniture in the Valley, make sure you head to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. Also, I'm really mad at the ASU boys because we Mm -hmm. were here first, right? They were off doing their thing. Mm -hmm. Their game started a little bit after ours. And when they rolled up, they rolled up with a bag of illegal peeds. And I was like, how are you guys just going to go to illegal Pete's? And not text us and ask us for our because order. That's what
2: ASU people do. They don't think about other
0: people. Like my goodness, I was I was real upset with them. Um, I gave them a lot of grief because Illegal Pete's is fantastic. It's bomb. And if you guys are in the mood for uh, bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, custom cocktails beer, including non-alcoholic beer. So it's dry January friendly. If you're participating in that happy hour, well then our friends over at Illegal Pete's are the perfect place for you. And if you're doing a new year, new diet kind of thing, you don't have to be pushing it off because Illegal Pete's has exactly what you need. They have endless options of fresh ingredients that can fit almost any diet or dietary restriction. So it's a no brainer. Eat Pete's just for the health of it. Illegal Pete's Again, is always our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer.
2: Yeah, if you missed our uh, huge tea party last Friday, shame on you. It was amazing. (laughs) Yes, it was a blast. Uh, We have videos to come to to kind of show you exactly what you missed. But you also missed a bunch of us in our beautiful Bad Birdie merch, uh, quarter zips, polos. Uh, They have added so much more product to their line. Please check them out. It's one of the best pieces of golf gear you will find. Use promo code PHNX Sports underscore fifteen, and you will be good to go. I'm sorry, uh, PHNX under underscore Sports fifteen. Sorry, that is hard to see. My bad. Um, if you want to get save yourself fifteen percent on any of that bad birdie merch, uh, like I said, it, it's it's breathe easy. It feels great. It's nice and breezy. And it was fun to wear that stuff out on the course. Um. So grab yours and come join us for the next tea party and show off. Yeah, yeah I'd love to grab a hat at some point.
0: At some yeah, point, you, know, you, you will get a website. hat, I promise, Espo. Cool. Well. Okay, so one thing that was really cool from tonight's game, obviously in the pregame we talked about it. And if you guys missed it, Matt Ishbia, the future owner of the Phoenix Suns, attended his first Suns game tonight since we got the news that he was going to be buying the franchise and this was a really neat kind of thing because one it tells us that this is moving forward Mm -hmm. in the NBA that they're if not in the very final stages very close to the very final stages we also got news right before the game started I don't know Saul Espo do one of you want to kind of break that down for us as far as what seems like is about to be allowed.
1: Yeah, Sham Sharania reported that first off and foremost that Ishbia was going to be at the game, but then he dropped the nugget that the Suns have let other teams know that they're willing to deal first future first-round picks and take on additional salary, which were seemed to be prohibited under uh, the disgraced future former owner and soon to be the disgraced former owner of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, that that he was prohibiting him. So it appears that Ishbia is now in control, uh, at least in approving some of those deals, uh, was the implication that Shams met, uh, made and that this deal should be done sometime in February officially. So it, it's all good news on mm-hmm. that front for the Phoenix Suns. Hopefully that means they'll find a Jay Crowder deal. Maybe it'll be a larger deal to bring somebody in help should be on the way, not only from injuries, uh, you know, guys coming back from injury, but also in the form of a trade now.
0: Yeah. And then in addition to all of that, one of the really kind of nice things, one of the photos, little nuggets of information we got from the game tonight was that Matt Ishby was actually walking around the concourse saying hi to fans out there. Um, we got these photos courtesy of Cam Cox on Twitter Uh, who was able to, like, kind of give us an inside look at what was going on. And it's pretty cool to see how um, he seems like he's getting really involved already. I mean, we saw what he was doing um, with Dave King and the Bright Side Night and the big donation. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: $100,000. I'm not trying to say Ishbia is that guy, right? Because we don't know yet. We are all still going based off of information that is being shared with us. But this is a good look. It's a good start, and I will take it.
1: Well, I don't know if he's that guy either, but he pretends a lot better than, uh, uh, than the other guy if he's not that guy, and I'll take that at least at this point. It, it appears visually the optics seem like this is a, a better situation. Uh, just walking the concourse was pretty cool too because he had to figure his face has been plastered everywhere, in Phoenix that fans would recognize him. I just felt bad that he had to sit next to Sam Garvin tonight, but, you know, that's only a <laughs> temporary
2: problem. Yeah, I, listen, I, I think I, I think it's refreshing for, for all of us to be able to uh, see him in our element, mm-hmm. um, you know, and people walking around the concourse. That's a, that's a great thing. But, you know, I, I, listen, I, it's way too early to tell uh, what he's all about, how he's going to go about doing things. Uh, um, and you know, it's, it's, we still, time will tell, time will tell uh, you know, so right now on the surface, it looks like it's, you know, this is uh, definitely a, a huge move and a move in the absolute right direction. But again, it's, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, just like I think we all should be all yeah. the time with things like this. Mm-hmm. But look,
1: if, if it is in fact that the shackles have been released, that they can make moves, and it sounds like they want to invest uh, in in winning right now, that's an improvement too because I haven't, over the years, we haven't been convinced that the money was willing, uh, that they were willing to spend the money it took to really go out there and make things happen. And at least right now, uh, verbally, that's what we're hearing. I need to see the moves, obviously, but I'll take that as a positive sign as well, and I am of the belief still right now almost anything is better than what we've had.
2: I will say this: uh, JJ's on the clock. Like you better make a go time. Hey, listen, uh, on paper and in the the forum of social media, uh, the ball has now been firmly passed back onto your side of the court, and you better do something with this because um, I don't think they say that if they have any delusions that they want to have a first or second round exit, they no. want to go for it again. They want to try and win a Western conference championship. They want to win a, uh, a finals. Um, that's always been the goal. And when this team is all put together, they can make a run and you would need to take, you know, it would probably be, need to be one of those magical fucking runs to get back to the Western conference finals or the NBA finals with the team as it's currently constructed, if all healthy, but we all know, and we all feel that they just need one or two more pieces, especially if they can get a score. And right now for James Jones, he better figure it out and he better make it happen because uh, Planet Orange is not exactly vibing with what Jay's thrown out there mm-hmm. um, of late, especially after this offseason where virtually nothing happened. You can't ha- hide behind Bobby anymore. Nope. Yeah. There's no excuses
1: now.
0: James Jones needs to realize that he is a real life GM and not a fantasy GM. Like we are when we play over at underdog fantasy, they do daily fantasy sports differently. Okay. You guys, you can commit to a season long fantasy. You could do weekly fantasy. You could do daily fantasy. Um, it's a blast. It is so easy. It's user friendly. And like I said, the options are endless for how you can Um, have a good time on the Underdog Fantasy app. So if you guys want to get started, go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. But make sure you sign up with that promo code PHNX because Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. We also have an Underdog Fantasy show here at PHNX. So if you need a little bit of help or you just want to kind of hang out with the guys and the gals on uh, that show, while you guys are playing on Underdog Fantasy, that's available to you as well. Yeah, but again, as, don't forget that promo code in the extra hundred bucks.
1: As Mariah said, it's a sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. You <laughs> like promo
2: code PHNX. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what?
0: Guess what, everybody? Guess
2: what, you know what time it is. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, you guys.
0: Hey Gerald. How are ya?
3: I'm doing great. How are you guys?
0: We are solid. Happy to have Cam back. Happy to get a Suns win. I know Cam probably is one of the main topics of the evening for you as far as media availability went. What did you guys hear about his return and how he looked out there?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Monty came out and said it. He was kind of surprised that Cam was able to come out first game in over two months and produce the way that he did. In limited minutes, Uh, he joked, next question, when asked about whether Cam actually did go over the minutes limit. Um, Apparently on TNT, they were saying it was 18 minutes. Uh, They pulled him in the fourth at around 18 minutes, and then the Nets made a run and they put him back in. Uh, But he was able to make some key plays down the stretch, and he played great. Um, Everyone kind of agreed that he provided a morale boost. Cam was saying he wasn't expecting the ovation when he checked in, but it did give him some juice, and he felt that gave the team some juice in turn so you could tell he was chomping at the bit to be back out there and uh really cool for him to have such a
2: great game in his first night back I was I was joking around with these guys and I said uh you know when we start this post game I'm gonna be like what the fuck do we even know anymore the triplets are back they're all in full force don't trade <laughs> any of them don't touch them they're untouchable uh what was your overall uh perception of how those three played uh, it looked like they all enjoyed being back together again yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously the Nets defense wasn't good tonight, but in the last 10 games or so, they've been a very good defense. So um, this is – you kind of feel deprived because this meniscus injury has not allowed us to see what the triplets could have done together during this injury-shortened stretch where they needed guys. And, you know, Cam is not going to unlock everything like he did tonight, but against this team, like, it opened things up for D.A. in the middle. He had a phenomenal first half until the Nets kind of slowed him down with that zone in the second half. Uh, Mikhail Bridges was great. He tied his career high in assists with nine tonight, and they were able to give him some shit about his playmaking and how Mikhail never gets nine assists again. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Cam, like, his, his spacing that he provides, it just helps open things up for everybody, not just DA. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still very much not going to overreact to one game, but, this is what we've been talking about. The Suns have multiple number three options. And when you have that many guys that can play and play well, when you're fully healthy, you know, you're going to see a very big difference. It's during this injury shortened stretch that maybe these guys aren't capable of filling larger roles.
1: What did, uh, what was the fans reaction to Matt Ishbia being out there tonight? And, And did he get any, Time on the Jumbotron, are they are they to that point yet, or do we need to see the full transition before we get there?
3: No, I think we need to see the full transition. There was no acknowledgment of him on the Jumbotron or anything. He was apparently talking to all the fans that were, you know, coming up to him when he was moving through the concourse or wherever, but he was keeping a low profile aside from sitting in Robert Sarver's old seats. Um, you know, he's kind of dressed inconspicuously. He was trying to blend in and just take in the experience it seemed
1: like. Did, uh, did you see our old buddy from Summer League, Sean Marks, and did you check in on, on KD again? Or?
3: You know, it's funny. I saw him sitting courtside when I was out here watching warm-ups, and I felt like going over and saying something, but then have. I got my, my PTSD was triggered, so I just kind of <laughs> sat there and watched him converse with the
2: bigwigs. Uh, so, Gerald, um, uh-huh. you've now watched Kyrie Irving in person several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, you could see it. We could all feel it coming, and then sure as shit. He tried to win the game all by himself in yeah. the fourth quarter. Uh, what were the what were the Nets doing right besides just giving the ball to Kyrie and saying just do whatever? And, and what were the Suns doing wrong from your from your perspective?
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I don't. They there were a couple of botched coverages down the stretch for sure. I, I think they were kind of leaning on their lead and hoping that he was going to miss some tough shots, and he made some to his credit in that fourth quarter. He was great. Um, the first three, they did a phenomenal job on him, though. Like, they had held him to three of 16 shooting at one point, and then I think he closed on whatever. It was like five of seven or something crazy like that. So he was great in the fourth quarter, but the Suns did a really nice job limiting him all night. And it kind of honestly felt like, yeah, that it got close, and it was a little bit scary, but it felt like a little too too little too late in that case because he was awful for the, through the first three quarters. They did a nice job on him.
0: Um Saban Lee, if I recall correctly, tomorrow would be his 10th day, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today you... was his penultimate.
0: I know. You and your big yeah. words on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so do you think the Suns will sign him to an additional 10 day contract?
3: I'd be shocked if they didn't, and honestly, at this point, depending on what the prognosis is for a campaign. Uh, We might see him converted to a regular contract after that if he continues to play the way that he has. I mean, obviously, he leapt off the stat sheet tonight. I think he had 15 points and six assists off the bench. Um, But he had proven to be kind of stable, uh, stable third guard for them, especially during the stretch where they don't have a lot of ball handling. They don't have a lot of playmaking. They don't have a lot of guys that just stick their head down and go to the basket. Um, I was talking to him in the locker room afterwards, and he was saying, you know, the familiarity from training camp has definitely helped. He's been trying to learn everything as quick as he can on the fly, but mostly he's just trying to stick to his game, which is playing defense, attacking the rim, and just knowing and running the sets properly. And honestly, that's all the Suns need right now. You know, Monty was saying before the game that he and James Jones have talked uh, about Saban Lee yesterday, and they both like him. So I'd be shocked if he doesn't get a second 10-day on Saturday, um, and then we'll go from there and see what the future holds from him after that.
0: Okay, so you said, depending on what happens with campaign, have you heard any rumors or rumblings about what's going on there? Because I know last we heard he was wearing a boot.
3: Yeah, that's what we heard on the road. I think it was Dwayne Rankin that reported that. Um, I think the initial timeline for reevaluation was two weeks. So we should be coming up on that relatively soon here. Um, No insider information on that. But, you know, like, Chris Paul has been dealing with the right hip soreness. He was questionable for tonight's game, but missed his sixth consecutive game. They keep calling him day-to-day, but that winds up being like two weeks to a month. Mm -hmm. So it would be nice to have a little bit of guard depth if you're going to keep Dwayne Washington on a two-way slot and you don't trust him to run your offense. You might as well bring in an actual third guard that you do trust, Um, and he's been pretty reliable so far.
1: Ish Wainwright had a heads-up play there. At the mm-hmm. it, towards the end of the game with that foul, did Monty talk at all about the strategy there? Was that planned or was that ish taking the initiative to make sure they didn't get a three?
3: Not really. That's actually going to be something we're going to follow up with practice tomorrow. There was just a lot of ground to cover in post game tonight. Um, but the Suns have historically, under Monty, been a team that's very apt to foul guys when they're up three. Um, so I think that might have been in the plan. Uh, You could just tell by the way that Ish fouled him so quickly without even really thinking about it that it kind of felt like the planned strategy ahead of time. But we'll we'll get verification on that probably tomorrow at practice.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Gerald. We appreciate you. And all of the information that you bring us night in and night out. We got used to you being here because the suns were on the road so much. Yeah. Now we got to get used to you being at the Footprint Center since they're going to be home quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Over I the next couple of weeks.
2: Definitely get used to this. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm glad your mic's better than mine. So thanks.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right, gentlemen. Any final thoughts on tonight's game before we say goodbye?
2: Oh. No, no. Hey, we got a W. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that matters. Gerald, you got something? I did have one last thing in the running
3: tally of how many times the Suns have made fun of Mikael Bridges when he has a high assist night. uh, I asked him about it in the locker room after the game because Monty had said they thought it was impossible for him to get to nine and DA overheard it. And he shouted back at Mikael Bridges, you got nine assists. Damn. The Lord cometh. Jesus is coming.
2: So So they totally love uh, to give Mikael shit. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. Oh, man. Well, we're happy to have Mikael constantly dishing out that many assists. So fingers crossed he can keep it going. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you. We will not have a show for you tomorrow, but we will have a show for you on Saturday and Sunday pre and post game shows both of those days. So plan to come hang out with us until we see you next time. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore bookman. And Uh, uh,
2: real quick today, we did launch the outside shot show with EJ. If you didn't get a chance to listen, please go back and listen. We dropped it earlier this afternoon uh, or catch the YouTube video. Either way, Eddie was fantastic today. Uh, Show number one in the books. So, yeah. Show some love. It'll be
0: a really fun show. So, rate, review, and subscribe. And then, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
1: If you need legal advice, you can tweet me at Aspo. Oh my god. But I don't promise it'll be good. Oh
0: no. Oh no. hoy locked up Metro,
2: Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. X though Lindsay Gerald Espo. Saw pass the ball, we hit to turn up the tempo. Gotta understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B.